0: that scares us a podcast about scary stuff Ah. hello spooky people welcome back oh my gosh little surprise for you. Um, So obviously, we are literally about to go away on our mid-year break um, to spend time with family and friends and enjoy the winter holidays here in New Zealand. But before we go, we thought we'd give you a little treat of an extra episode, just a mini so before we scamper away for a little bit. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, let's jump right in. Our first story is called Paramedic paranormal and it comes to us by Red Black 414 thank you very much um, so yeah let's kick off we have a couple of newer guides on our shift and this came back up in conversation so I figured I'd share my story I'm a full-time firefighter slash paramedic been in the job for 17 plus years and I have never experienced anything like this before or since I want to start by saying I'm a rational adult and I believe in rational scientific explanations for things, but for this, I've got nothing. A few years back, after we responded to a call around 3 or 4 in the morning for an elderly male with chest pains, on the scene we found a 96-year-old male complaining of crushing substernal chest pain that started around 9pm. Tough old guy said, hell... I'll slip it off. Of course, it got progressively worse throughout the night, so his wife got sick of his complaining and made a call to 911. Layout of the house was typical for a single-story ranch. Front door into living room, hallway to the right leads to the bedroom. We were in with a patient. To the left leads to the kitchen slash dining room, with a door leading to the attached garage. I was in the bedroom with another medic, Our third guy was sitting at the kitchen table, putting the patient's info into the computer for us to run the report. As we started treating the man, he went into cardiac arrest. We immediately began CPR. While heading back out to the truck to get supplies, I yelled at our other medic in the kitchen to get into the bedroom and help. We shocked the man, and to everyone's surprise, he immediately got a rhythm back. As we loaded the patient for transport, I asked the wife, who is also a century old and in her nightgown, if she wanted to ride with us in the ambulance to the hospital so that she could be with her husband. She was obviously in shock and from everything going on and seemed hesitant to leave the house not dressed, but we needed to move with purpose, meaning we needed to go now. We asked if their children lived close by and if she could get a ride as we needed to go right now. And she said, no, um, our daughter lives in another state. Suddenly, our third guy, the one getting the patient's info in the kitchen, says, well, can your son drive you? To which she responded, we only have a daughter. This confused my partner, but there was no time for further discussion. And we brought the man to the ER. Believe it or not, he survived. Even after coding a total of 11 times. After the call, myself and the other medic looked at our partner and asked what was all that back at the house regarding him referring to their son. He told me right before I went to get him from the kitchen, a middle-aged man walked right by him. He said that he just looked like the old man but had dark brown hair and thought it must be their son as he was wearing a white shirt and blue pyjama pants and seemed half asleep when he walked by. Figured he came out of his bedroom with all the commotion, having been woken up or something. He said the man didn't acknowledge him. He yawned and sort of bumped into the kitchen cabinet before opening the door to the garage and going out into there. He never turned the light on. He simply turned back around and closed the door. Apparently, that was when I came around the corner to tell him to get in there and help. Our partner said, you had practically bumped right into him in the hall. But there was nobody there. There was nobody else in the house. I saw no one. It was just the elderly couple that lived there. Here's the part that bothers me the most. The old man, our patient, was wearing a white shirt and plaid blue pajama pants. So what did our partner see? Was it our patient's ghost or a spirit or whatever? Too freaking weird to wrap my brain around. None of us ever could. Couldn't even explain it. And our partner still doesn't like to talk about it, even all these years later. Hoo-wee. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> That is absolutely terrifying. Uh, just, yeah, you seeing a ghost, no one else seeing it? Like, you definitely think. Have you gone insane? Um, Are you definitely seeing things? That is a, that is definitely a spooky one um thank you so much uh for sharing that oh my goodness well we've got another story for you and it's called saved from a near-death experience appears we have a uh paramedic type of theme going on here today and this story is brought to us by digital thank you digital so much for letting us share your story so yeah here we go my story starts december 25th 2020 All day as I celebrated Christmas with my wife and our two kids, I felt off, as if something was wrong. At one point, while letting our dog outside, I heard someone say my name. When I turned around, I was the only person there. But this has not been uncommon for me throughout my life. It just happened multiple times this day, which was not normal. As the day progressed, I felt more worn down. I carried a few things down to our basement for Christmas and I was wiped. The kids woke us up at 5am like most 11 and 8 year olds do on Christmas morning so we were all tired and ready for bed just after 8pm. We all went to bed and as we did every night brushing our teeth saying prayers and then saying goodnight. This was where things take a turn for the worst. At around 3am I sat straight up out of bed, looked at my wife and asked why she shook me and what was wrong. She claimed that she was sleeping and had never touched me. I had severe pain between my shoulders. I was shaking uncontrollably and all over very anxious. My wife and I agreed that due to it being early Saturday morning, I could either wait until later in the day to go to the urgent care or because my back hurt so bad, I could go to the ER to go get checked out. For other reasons that I will get back to, I decided to go to the hospital. Oddly enough, all the way to the hospital, I never got a red light or never saw another vehicle on the road. I arrived to the hospital and they immediately started checking me out as I was the only person in the waiting room. My pulse and heart rate were slightly elevated but not alarming. Due to my symptoms, the doctor said even though I was only 38, he was going to run some tests including an EKG just to make sure that things were okay. The nurse came and put the leads on me and said, Sir, you're having a heart attack. She pressed the button on the wall. And before you knew, there were dozens of people in my room with me, from ripping my clothes off to getting me in a gown to placing emergency adhesive paddles on my chest, just in case they had to shock me. I do remember someone standing over me and saying, Don't worry, you're going to be okay, I'm here with you. Not to bore you with the next week's days, but basically sitting in hospital and I'll tell you that I ended up having one stint placed in the lower left part of my heart. I had a blockage in one artery and my cardiologist said that I was lucky. Most people in my situation would have taken a Tylenol or aspirin or something and gone back to bed and never woken up. He told me that I survived a widow maker. Fast forward eight weeks later, I returned to work. I work in home care and I see patients in their homes. I had a doctor's orders to go see a patient and when I arrived his wife answered the door. She greeted me and opened the door and said you've recently been through a traumatic experience. She said that she was a grievance counsellor so she could kind of feel the energy around me. She told me that my grandmother was with me the whole time and was watching over me. Which is weird because she died in the 80s. Keep in mind, this is the first time that I had met this woman. She continued to say that my grandma didn't want my family to experience the same grief that her and my mum had felt when my grandfather died of a heart attack at age 39. As my eyes swelled with tears and they ran down my cheeks, I realised who shook me in my bed and woke me up. Whose voice it was that told me to get up and that something was wrong and who was standing over me in the emergency department. Telling me that I would be okay. I was overcome with emotion. I don't know why I deserve the second chance. But it was given to me. And I'm doing my best to make the most of it. There's obviously more details. But that'll be for another day. Wow. What an amazing story. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you're okay. Honestly, that would have been a terrifying experience. But I'm glad. Oh my goodness. Ugh oh crazy how life works out and you know people can you know look after us from the other side I mean I definitely believe that you know we have loved ones watch over us and and whatnot um and whether they can actually influence in some ways um I mean I'm yet to find out but I I definitely feel some kind of peace knowing that um yeah my family is looking out for me wherever they are but um no thank you guys so much for those stories they were absolutely amazing um i hope you guys also enjoyed listening to them um but yeah that is us for the next little while we shall be back just uh at the end of july kind of start of august so keep your ears out but um i hope you enjoyed this story if you want to keep up to date with all the spooky goodness while we are away on holiday break follow us on instagram at shit that scares us and if you want to email a story to the podcast or just say hey you can email us at shit that scares us pod at gmail.com but yeah hope you enjoy and uh have a good one guys bye